Welcome to the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Chris. I'm Tyler. And I am Brett. And along us again is producer Henrik. Hello, Henrik. He is back. Yes, he is back. The king of all kings. It's true. In Sweden and in Canada. There you go. Uh, but in today's episode, he wanted to discuss things that were specifically happening in Ontario. Yeah. Coming to the liquor laws. And in terms of a few changes that, that have been happening. So the Ontario government has recently passed legislation pardon me, to expand alcoholic drink sales in Ontario, a promise made by Premier Ford during his 2018 election and second attempt. Okay? Okay. Uh, Premier's passing, but not enacting legislation to cancel the agreement with the beer store. Obviously, there's a whole thing in terms of the beer store and um, the Ontario government. It's a thing, really. It really, it really is. <laughs> well, I'm not going to get into all the logistics of it, but it's well, it's, they have a contract a with them. There's yes. a contract, yeah. and there's a cost of breaking yes. contracts out there, and yes. there's some decisions that have been made. And you know what? I don't want to get into the whole politics side of things, but it seems like Premier Ford has been focused a lot on the alcohol. So oh, you don't say side of things, and I don't think that's political. I think it's I think factual. it's better. He was focused on that. His brother focused on other things. Uh, but besides the point, well, uh, I, th- I think his you know his base, his voter base, has enjoys you know a couple beverages, a couple of pints, a couple of wobbly yeah. pops for the boys. For sure, for sure. Fair enough. Um, and obviously, the beer store being a, a consortium, if you will, between uh, large macro breweries. Yeah, the big guys. Yeah, right. So yeah. I mean, just a thing in terms of canceling uh, some things out. So the Ministry of Finance estimates that there's going to be 8,500 new locations where consumers can purchase low alcohol products. And again, with this, obviously, um, wine, ciders, you know, whiskey, yeah, all that stuff is going to be we'll get uh, there. in the LCBO still. But We'll, we'll get there for yes. sure. So, um, yeah, the idea put forward here, obviously, is that this is going to take place in 2026. So we have a bit of a, a cooling off period to see if this actually moves forward. Um, it should. I wouldn't see why it wouldn't. Yeah, I don't, I don't. But we see have seen we have seen things kind of roll back in the Ford government uh, before. Again, not trying <laughs> to get political. That's true. <laughs> not trying to get political, but we have seen things kind of move forward and get uh, kind of rolled back. Uh, <coughs> Green belt. <before. clears throat> what, what did you say, sorry? <laughs> sorry, uh, he's taking karate. I, uh, I just had a tickle in my throat. Oh yes, for yes. sure. So um, yeah, so the idea behind this is that uh, individuals can go ahead and buy beer, wine, ciders, seltzers. At convenience stores, big box outlets, uh, some gas stations, and supermarkets. And we've talked about this before, um, actually, on the podcast. I don't know if it was season two ish, I think. Um, yeah. But we, 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 think was, when, yeah. when we, uh, when they first, no, it wouldn't have been when they first put it in grocery stores, but. No, but we have talked about that idea. Yeah. Again, it was with the tailgating piece. Oh, all, I think it was the 7 Eleven thing or something. Yes. They got a liquor license. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, um, so. We, we see that this is going to kind of take place in these um, certain outlets. And we, we've talked about this previously. Um, we'll kind of get maybe our own personal thoughts on where this can kind of go. Um, but again, it's going to be more readily available for the consumer, which could be good, could be bad. Yeah. Um, we know that Ontario is actually the third jurisdiction within Canada to offer this. We've talked about this before and kind of growing up, I feel like this was kind of ingrained in our, in our minds, maybe, maybe not, of just taking trips down to the U.S. And you'd and stop to a convenience store, store yeah. and like your parents would make comments about it and you'd be like, oh, I don't, like, I don't get this. I don't understand this. But you might still get that uh, feeling. But uh, the rest of us, uh, it, it's, it's one of those things that like it, it makes kind of sense that everybody should have parity. You, you know what the funny thing is? Um, <clears throat> we're saying Ontario will be the third jurisdiction. I, 
in his press conference, I'm pretty sure Doug Ford said we're the only place in the world that you can't, you, you cannot get alcohol at the grocery store. Yeah, the only place in the world in Ontario. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah you exactly. just, I think you just missed that piece. You know, but it was a good. It's a strong good try. It's good a, try. It's a strong yeah. sentence. Yeah, yeah. Yes. and it has impact for those who don't dive a little bit deeper into the understanding. Yeah. And so, I think he, he relies on that a lot. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So right now, there's a limit in Ontario to the number of grocery stores that can sell beer to 450, and the beer store sells the rest of them. And then these grocery stores can only sell singles or six packs, and the beer store sells uh, 12 and 24 packs. Right, yep. Uh, plus, so, plus. Right, plus, plus. Yep. Uh, so then there will be, the, the changes will be that there will be no caps on the sizes of beer, uh, in terms of you know how many packs, so the grocery stores will now be able to sell 24 packs if they want to, uh, as well as cider and ready-to-drink seltzers. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, like I mentioned, beer st- or grocery stores currently are limited to six packs and singles. Right. Um, beer, ciders, yeah. seltzers, all that yeah. jazz. Yeah. And, and you see that when you go into the, the few grocery stores, like... Um, you know, the, again, only 450 in the all whole province. grocery stores you yeah. go into. <laughs> yeah. Been in all 450. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because where I live, there's two of them. So that's like another 450. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I have one where I live. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Brett, you want to take uh, the next little pointer? Well, in turn, try, try it. Oh, you want to try it? Yeah. Uh, so uh, while LCB locations will maintain consistent pricing, private realtors private retailers will be able to set their own prices consistent with relevant regulations. So for example, if you go to the 7-Eleven in Woodstock, theoretically speaking, they're not going to be selling Budweiser for 75 cents compared to a 7-Eleven in Sarnia that's going to be selling for $2. Buck a beer, baby. Right? That's has to be consistent. Right? Speak about buck a beer. <laughs> Where where did that ever go, eh? It's yeah. almost like it never took off. It Surprise. Was, it was there for a bit, and then people said, well, we can't make money yeah, off a right. buck of beer. It's especially also with- inflation. It's now two bucks a beer. But that's what, uh, I'm, saying, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, though, is it never took yes. off because of that, that, that reason, right? Because it never made sense. So you might have some discrepancies between different locales. Um, in, you could. in terms of pricing, but there's going to be a basement, and yep. there's going to be a ceiling. Yep. And, and there might be some you know small place that says, I want to sell a buck yeah. of beer, and everyone in the town will go there to buy or their beer. Le- or at least the, the minimum price you can sell. Yeah. Right, whatever, for, whatever right? the minimum for is sure. now. Yeah. And there's definitely going to be people that are going to be um, right there, for sure, right? Yep. Um, the one thing I'm going to think this is really going to help is the profit from our baseball team beer kitty. I think it's going to really help that because we're going to buy beers at a lesser price. We're going to pay the same price. Shop around. Yeah, shop around a little bit. <laughs> and I think we're going to make a lot more money. We've got guys spread out a little bit. We could use that. Yeah, definitely. Everybody like, will go yeah. into a beer store or a, a convenience store. 7-Eleven, you know, Grocery whatever, store yeah. at the same time. We'll all FaceTime each other in a group and say, okay, what's the price of X number of beers, this beer, and we'll figure out what the lowest price is. Now, I have a good question. So, you know, you know when, you go, when you go to a grocery store, you might say checking out and you say i'm i'm price matching will they price match your beer no uh, no because they do not price match on cigarettes either not that i <laughs> not that i smoke cigarettes but i'm saying oh the john players down the street are 12.95 and this wow, you, know, you even know matched. you even know smoke companies hey eh? wow <laughs> what i know is john wow. player check That's his on. pockets check them Check them. Go, go right ahead. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, let's cut to it and give our own kind of opinions on this. Because that's uh, why people are listening, right? It's it's for this intel. Uh, what are our thoughts on this move? 
Right. Brett's mouth is you open. You want me to go first? Well, you open your mouth as if you wanted to say okay. something. I'm just going to say, I think it's, it's going to have some good and some bad. I think the rise again of domestic or macro stuff is going to be on the up because of the price point. Because obviously being a craft brewery or a microbrewery, I don't think that cost is going to be affected at all. So I think you're still, if you want that premium product from a, a good brewery, you're still going to be paying that same price versus if you are um, paying for your Budweiser's, Bud Lights, MGDs, etc. Um, sure. And we, we know like, again, basic economic rules, right? Yeah. The more you make, the less, you know, you can charge for the product uh, per se. Um and that I think that's the advantage, right? Like you, you have more capital that you can use for sure. Yeah, I I, I agree. I mean, there's going to be some good things and bad things. It, it's kind of funny. Like people here, I think they kind of have it ingrained that it's like if I want beer, I'll go to the beer store. If I want, you know, ciders or whatever, I'll go to the LCBO. And you just kind of know that you don't really think to go to the grocery store. I don't think a lot of people. Um, also, as a retailer, there's some disadvantages like. You're going to have to get people who are smart serve to be able to sell the beer uh, or the alcohol. You're not going to be able to have the 16 year old at the cash necessarily. So I think there's there may be less uptake in the amount of retailers who actually want to sell these these alcoholic beverages. Yeah. And then I again, I, I think being in the grocery stores, it's more like, oh, I'm grocery shopping. Oh, there's, you know, a beer. I'll grab a six pack or mm-hmm. something. It's not necessarily like, let me go to Loblaws to buy my beer. Yes. Yeah. Or 7-Eleven is... for a taquito <clears throat> and a six pack of Budweiser. Yeah, yeah. Th- this isn't a paid sponsorship. Like he's throwing out Loblaws, 7-Eleven. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, the one thing that I, I think it's, again, I'll take the political approach. It's good and bad. Um, it's very interesting to me always, and I don't know why we do this. And I would not like to see beer in um, gas stations. I understand the convenience factor, right? But you use your driver's license to prove that you're old enough to buy something that would impair your ability to drive. It doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> it's backwards, you know? Yeah, or yeah, when you're going to a place like a gas station where you're specifically there driving for your, your car, vehicle yeah to go ahead and say you know what i should buy something that is going to impair my judgment i just i don't i don't think that like that makes a whole lot of sense so maybe out of the convenience stores that are tied to gas stations makes a lot of sense to me because again we we do this whole mad we do this whole drinking driving campaigns ride programs and they're very beneficial and i don't think anybody should ever drink and drive and we we preach that on this podcast for sure so i don't think making it easily accessible for individuals um, to buy gas as well as something that would impair their ability to drive the automobile it's a little bit different if I'm going out for groceries. I can understand that. Yeah. Um, so I would I would kind of keep it away from that personally. Um, I understand the convenience factor, but sometimes convenience does not and will not ever, in my opinion, trump safety. So, for example, I'm going to throw another sponsor here, uh, Circle K. So, for example, you have a Circle K that doesn't have a gas station and a Circle yep. K that has a gas station. You're okay with a circle K that doesn't have a gas station to be able to pick up that said stuff. And maybe like a, a slushy or, you know, a couple like, you know, milk or something like that, right? Versus if you're going to one that has a gas station, say, hey, I'm going to pay $1.45 a liter 
and get you know a 30 pack of mgd yeah yeah absolutely and i think that that's the thing is like in your municipality in your cities towns villages hamlets whatever it might be um, you're going to have options available to you and i'll be honest with you this isn't going to reduce price points it's not going to be like i'm going to be competitive because i'm selling x name beer at this price and over across town they're selling it for this price. There's not going to be a whole lot of discrepancy within your municipality. I don't think no. so. No. At all. And I think, so, like, again, Circle Case is going to be like, it's going to be, let's say, a, a tall can of Bud, Bud Light, three bucks. It's going to be three lights, uh, three bucks every single Circle K. The ones who are going to try to cut are going to be the independent convenience stores, right? Because they're yeah. going to try to bring that consumer in to also get the lottery, the smokes, the yeah, everything else. Yeah, for sure. Included, but right? gas stations are the same way. Like, they're always trying to get oh, yeah. you into the store so that way you buy all the extra stuff. Now, the thing is, um, for me, is what are we going to do with allocation of space? Are you going to go ahead and say, okay, well, we have six freezers or six fridges. One fridge is going to go ahead and has to be dedicated to Ontario product. Um, yeah. And when I say Ontario product, I mean Ontario product, not big corporation. Right. Um, Craft. It would basically. be it'd yeah. be very yeah. nice to see um local municipalities do like a hundred kilometers out of because we know that they exist. We know breweries exist probably within a hundred kilometers of most of places. everywhere, basically. Why not yeah. go ahead and say yeah. Let's allocate some space to the localized craft uh, beer industry, yeah. craft ciders, whatever that looks yep. like. Get that in there, right? I was going to say it because I believe it is 20% that at least has to be, you know, not your macros, right? No, no. It, it's, it's, it's Ontario made yeah, beer. Exactly. Now, it, that's well, different than Mol- macros. Molson yeah, yeah, yeah. has a plant. Labatt has a plant. Yeah, Labatt, yeah, and Labatt. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, what, you, what you see and what you read and what's told to you sometimes yeah. is it says it has to be 20%. Now, again, to that point, and I'm glad you picked up on that, Chris, is London yeah. has Labatt. Yeah. They'd right. be brewing. Oh, yeah. It doesn't, they, they did. They it do. doesn't necessarily... They discount. shut down the city to bring in a new tank. Yeah. They did. Two of them. Two months and ago. And they were big. Yeah. They were big. I don't know if you saw them, but they're big. Yeah, they're so, big. So that's what I'm saying is that like, it should be a hard and fast rule that these are the ones that are exempt yep. uh, from this, that they cannot actually... This does not contribute to that threshold. That's what I like to see because, again, ultimately, this podcast was made because we wanted to promote the craft beer industry um, and not necessarily the big three, big five, big six, big seven, whatever that looks like now. Yeah. I mean, overall, I, I in my opinion, I kind of, again, go back to this. I like to kind of just go to the LCBO to, to get my stuff. It's kind of like one-stop shopping. So that's kind of cool, um, you know, for everything alcohol. But uh, I, I'm probably not going to be one that's going into the gas station, going into the yeah. convenience store, even planning to go to the grocery store to get beer or wine. I think the one thing that uh, would maybe benefit it, and I don't think it obviously is not going to get changed, but if you go to a bottle shop, remember you have to have a food item with it, right? Whether right. it be a Tootsie Roll, banana, etc. So it'd be at least a little different if you go to Seven Lunch or okay, whatever, get whatever you want, but also have to buy a food item mm-hmm. just to kind of constitute and keep it at least somewhat um, safe compared to what, you know, exactly what the bottle shops have to do right yeah or, but, or you would hope sorry that the bottle shops would not have to do that anymore or yeah or, and that's what i was just yeah, gonna say you, yeah. like yeah. that whole thing was ridiculous it's pretty yeah. silly if because you go ahead it was just like you mentioned silly stuff like banana oh it was red tape and absolutely yeah ridiculous because again like the person who's selling the beer at a bottle shop 
has the same exact training as somebody who's selling the beer at a convenience store or an independent or a grocery store. They're trained by the same methods that the province tells you you have to be trained by. So why do I have to eat something at a bottle shop then I don't have to eat at a grocery store. Right. Like, come on. Makes no sense. Come on, figure it's, it out. It's got to be level across the board. Either make it one way or make it the other way. It's got to be level. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing is it's got to, there's got to be some logic that gets put into it. So ideally, I think maybe I'll speak for everybody. You can tell me if I've, I'm, I haven't spoken on this, but I think we want to see some consistency. Yep. I think we want to ensure that there is some craft beer, ciders, seltzers that have some uh, frontage. For and sure. just aren't tossed to the back because you might meet that 20% threshold that doesn't constitute, again, a Labatt's or a Molson's or something like that, but they might be buried in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to see those options out there. We want to see some localized um, beers and beverages in localized areas. And, and I'm assuming probably out of those 8,500 locations, there's probably going to be a few of them that do offer that option, 100%. But also there's going to be the other ones that just, you know, okay, I'll take my... Massive ones that I know are going to sell, and that's the end of the day, right? For sure. Go by the letter of the law. Yep. All right. Another Ford decision when it comes to alcohol. What more could he do? (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) But that is going to be it for today's producer special. Yeah. Thank you again for listening. Keep on listening. Every other Thursday as the Craft Beer Connoisseurs release a new episode and on our off Thursdays for these unique producer specials. And remember to drink responsibly, don't drink and drive, and support local. So from all of us and producer Henrik, I'm Tyler. I'm Brett. And I'm Chris. And together, we're the Craft Beer Connoisseurs.